millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi there, and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I want to talk about uh, a topic relating to Nazi Germany that's been greatly debated, uh, and there's been, shall we say, more heat than light um, that's emerged over this one, and that's the relationship uh, between Nazis and kind of monopoly capitalism. We're not talking about um, small businesses here. But the, uh, the 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 big conglomerates, Krupp, IG Farben, uh, that kind of thing, uh, and the attitude of business to the Nazis it varies. Um, there were um, some um, big uh, magnates such as Fritz Tyson, who uh, was uh, delighted with the the advent of, of Nazism not only as he saw it as being great for business, but also for, for his own ideological reasons. Tyson particularly believed that throughout the 1930s, Labour had gained too much power. So uh, too much uh, power now rested in the hands of the working classes and the trade unions, and Hitler would be a corrective to that. However, there were plenty of industrialists, uh, particularly those who were looking to export who were very wary of Hitler's plans, and particularly Hitler's economic plans as they pertained to um, autarky, um, and they um, increased levels of state uh, deficit spending, um, and the intervention of the state in uh, in industry, the kind of coordination and direction of industry. These were classical uh, economic liberals who believed that the state should have um, the, a limited night watchman role only, that the state's um, only function was to ensure that um, law and order was maintained and the country was uh, protected from foreign interference. Now, the interventionist nature of the Nazi state shouldn't be confused with kind of classical Keynesianism, the, the the likes of which were proposed by Roosevelt in the New Deal. 
Hitler isn't an economic thinker, doesn't really understand economics or isn't, and isn't particularly interested in it. He is a racial thinker. Hitler believes that uh, the, the realm of um, the economy is only valuable as long as it helps him to pursue and support uh, racial goals. And therefore, intervention in the economy um, was designed to firstly prepare Germany for war, to create um, a people's community, the Volksgemeinschaft, where um, there was uh, social unity in the workplace um, and that um, industrial disputes were um, subsumed to kind of racial objectives. Uh, people didn't think of themselves as workers or bosses, but Germans. The Reich Association for German Industry, the main pressure group uh, for um, industrialists, decided that they were going to really frustrate Hitler's plans and to uh, throw a spanner in the works of uh, the uh, increasing control that Hitler planned uh, for German industry. Fritz Tyson was very critical of this. And uh, he said at a meeting in March, on March 23rd, 1933, the General Secretary of the Reich Association actually managed to intervene with the Reich President on the day before Hitler's appointment as Reich Chancellor. By Reich President, obviously, they mean Hindenburg. Uh, even after Hitler's appointment, the Reich Association attempted to form a front with the trade unions against the government. On the day before Yalmar Schack's appointment as president of the Reichsbank, a meeting summoned by the Reich Association took place, or a meeting of the members of the General Council of the Reichsbank uh, at which the Reich Association participated. At this meeting, ways and means were discussed where the previous president, Luther, uh, could be kept in office and the choice of President Schacht would be uh, be prevented. This is talking about presidents of the Reichsbank here. On the 13th of March, a nationally, uh, the nationally inclined members of the Executive Committee had to remind the officers of the association that it was necessary to hang out the swastika flag, the flag of the national uprising, along the, uh, alongside the black, white and red flag. Under pressure from the nationalist section of the committee, the officers were compelled to purchase a swastika flag, and this flag was then hung out by the national members of the committee on the third day of the celebration of the national uprising. Nevertheless, on the 21st of March, the Reich Association still only hung out a black, white and red flag. But this refusal had an unpleasant consequence for the committee, for a detachment of the SA then visited the General Secretary and compelled him to hang out the swastika flag. He, Fritz Tyson, welcomed this deed, uh, which taught the Reich Association respect for the new flag. So, um, what resistance there was, was going to be muted, and it was not really an objection to uh, any of the um, wider repressive measures of the Nazi regime, it was really a demand by the heads of uh, monopoly capitalism in Germany that the uh, the Führer stay off their um, stay out of their business, out of their their business interests. 
Uh, it's interesting to note that the day before Hitler's appointment, uh, the RDI was uh, attempting to influence Hindenburg into not appointing him. So the, the Nazis um, overcame opposition within the RDI using uh, pressure from outside and collaboration within. So sending brown shirts around, uh, firstly, um, was a, a very direct way of threatening uh, and demanding uh, obedience from um, the from bankers and industrialists. Uh, but uh, Noakes and Pridham, in their brilliant book, uh, Nazism, a documentary reader, I'm on volume two here, uh, State Economy and Society, 1933-39, Noakes and Pridham write that on the 1st of April 1933, Otto Wagner, um, who was the Nazi Reich Commissioner for the economy, uh, came to the RDI officers and demanded the resignation of the General Secretary, um, so stating that the association had so far avoided taking any notice of the revolution and acted as if everything was as before. Um, Wagner also said uh, that there would have to be replacements on the board of the RDI uh, for the three Jewish members who who were there. Um, and they would have to be replaced, not by three, but by two Nazis. Um, the uh, This was largely ignored. Um, the press magnate, Alfred Hugenberg, ironically considering how hard he had campaigned to get Hitler into power, said that he was shocked um, by these demands, um, but said that he would not intervene um, uh, on the grounds that basically he trusted Hitler and didn't believe that Hitler would actually do anything wrong uh, or anything uh, unpleasant to Aryan Germans. Um, he was never particularly troubled when Hitler did things to uh, you know, affect the lives negatively of working-class Aryan Germans. Uh, but that's um, Alfred Hugenberg for you. Hindenburg also was shocked that the RDI was uh, being targeted in this way, but did nothing. Now, this is all very telling, because all of a sudden, the uh, gamble that the likes of Hindenburg and von Papen had engaged in in bringing Hitler into power starts to take different dimensions. They had, of course, bargained on the fact that Hitler would crush the trade unions. They had, of course, bargained on the fact that Hitler would destroy the Communist Party, and these things were all desirable as far as they're concerned. But now, Hitler um, began to extend his uh, social coordination uh, and coercion to members of the upper classes, members of the elite circles that Hindenburg would have dined with and associated with and seen as uh, friend, friends and allies. And so as this happens, the nature of Nazism begins to become abundantly clear. Firstly, Hindenburg is loath to act because the power that Hitler has is his connection with the masses. You know, as a Hannah and uh, said that um, fascism is this uh, union, this alliance of the elite and the mob. Well, Hitler was the link there uh, who could speak directly to the mob, to the masses. Uh, and so all of a sudden you have a, uh, a conservative but not necessarily fascist upper class that realises the predicament they're in and that the fact that they will now have to go along 
with whatever programme that Hitler has. And pretty soon you find willing, uh, uh, willing accomplices within the upper classes. So the RDI changed its chairman um, to the head of the uh, Krupp steel industry um, and uh, adopted a new general secretary um, who are more than willing to uh, take on board Hitler's demands and to comply with them. On the 3rd of May, um, Krupp uh, said that he was introducing the leadership principle into the organisation and would use it to bring the new organisation into line with the political goals of the Reich government. So what does that mean? Well, the leadership principle, or the Führer principle, was the principle that had guided Nazism since the mid-1920s. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, And it was uh, the idea that uh, there should be unquestioning loyalty and obedience to one single leader. And little Führers across Germany, uh, in local Nazi party associations, in uh, other Nazi, uh, Nazi, Nazi or Nazified organisations, uh, were sprung up. And so Krupp here was Nazifying the RDI, taking it from being a uh, kind of liberal free market institution of gentlemen capitalists uh, to being a, a, a Nazi institution and was putting it at the service of the Nazi state. The regime wasn't really content with the replacement of personnel at the top. Um, To make sure that the influence of the Nazi state over business um, was um, complete, um, but without throttling it with uh, too many uh, bureaucratic controls and really instituting a kind of a nationalisation, um, the RDI needed to, to change. And the model that presents itself uh, that uh, was easiest to uh, adopt 
and had already been piloted in Italy was the fascist idea of corporatism. This was not perfect. This was not exactly what German industry uh, wanted, but it stood the best chance of securing the widest amount of independence for German industrialists. Corporatism essentially is this meeting of uh, industry unions and the state um, to achieve nationally economic goals set by the government uh, and the uh, posi- Mussolini's position with all of this was supposed to be that great conciliator, the person who could get indus- industrialists and unionists down to the table and kind of bang heads together. Normally, uh, in corporatism, those with most power at the table to begin with, um, the captains of industry and the state themselves, are the ones that tend to do best out out of the deal. And corporatism really ignores the fact that uh, workers and bosses often have, or perhaps even always have, um, antagonistic goals. Uh, Profit versus wage is uh, a very difficult thing to satisfactorily reconcile. Eventually, the Nazis thought that corporatism would... uh, offer too much autonomy to industry and there's um, an, an industrial corporatist body might present too much of a challenge in the long run. So instead, in November 1934, the uh, law for the preparation of the organic construction of the German economy uh, was enacted. And the law allowed for the following things. In order to prepare for the organic construction of the economy, the Reich Minister of Economics is empowered, firstly, to grant recognition to economic associations as the sole representatives of their branches of economic activity. So to create um, economic associations, you know, almost sort of like a medieval guild in a, in a, in a town, um, and to grant them um, monopolies. To establish, dissolve and amalgamate economic associations. To alter and amend the statutes and articles uh, of association, of economic associations, and particularly to introduce uh, the leadership principle. So that meant that at any time the state could intervene and wind up certain associations and um, uh, dissolve them um, and throughout it all would be the the fascist leadership principle. To appoint and dismiss the leaders of these associations, obviously, and to oblige employers and and business undertakings to join economic associations, economic associations are those associations and combinations of associations which are responsible for looking after the economic interests of entrepreneurs and business undertakings. So, say for example, steel workers would have to join an economic association that governed their uh, economic activity, whether they like it or not, whether they feel that's necessary or not, they have to become part of it. And business would be organised um, hierarchically, or the, the business world would be organised hierarchically. So at the top there would be the Reich, Reich Ministry of Economics. Uh, that would control the Reich Chamber of Economics. The Reich Chamber of Economics would then control um, the various uh, business sectors um, and the economic associations, industry, handicrafts, commerce, banks, insurance, energy and tourism. Uh, And these would then be regionalised. So there would be different ones for East Prussia, Silesia, Pomerania, and so on and so forth. And it meant that finally a 
as an entrepreneur would ultimately be answerable to the Reich Ministry of Economics. Now, of course, in every country um, there are um, economic ministries, there are ministries for controlling um, finance and for trying to stimulate trade, but most of them have uh, a, a very diffuse link to actual actual businesses. They uh, purport to be there to try to you know, create um, a, a positive business environment. And what happens next is you leave it alone and hopefully businesses will flourish and prevent and provide um, cash for or in uh, tax revenue. Hitler was less concerned with all of that and more concerned with a national coordination. Once the entire nation works together as one, it can achieve almost anything. This was Hitler's belief and that uh, a lack of coordination had uh, so far been Germany's problem. The Nazis, of course, are looking for every reason and explanation as to why Germany lost the First World War and um, national coordination, they believe, was a, a, key, um, a, a key cause. Noakes and Pridham write, This practice of indirect control by the state through a system of self-regulation by business exercised by a network of businesses, business organisations, uh, created a complex and shifting pattern of interdependence between state and business. For although the Reich groups, etc., were obliged to implement regulations issued by the government, at the same time, the state was dependent on the business organisations for their expertise and for their smooth operation of its economic controls. This situation ensured business a measure of autonomy vis-à-vis both state and party. So, a measure of autonomy. Of course, businesses would uh, lack and have been deprived of the full um, autonomy that, that previously they had had. But this brings us on to another um, key area of looking at not just Nazism but dictatorships in general. If you look at businesses, individuals, uh, various social groups um, who may uh, be favoured by the state, may be affected by the state, may fall foul of the state, they're all in a constant process of ne- sort of negotiation and navigation around this new uh, fundamentally altered player within society uh, constantly trying to maximise benefit and minimise loss or minimise risk and businesses were were no different. They were presented with incentives and threats the carrot and the stick um, and this the carrot was often the new business opportunities that Nazism presented uh, despite the um, uh, problems with or the objection to deficit spending, they, you know, spending money the state doesn't necessarily have, um, which is what all states do, by the by. Um, despite those sorts of objections, when there were lucrative business contracts, businesses reacted in the way that they always do and bid for them and uh, gained them. Um, the this principally comes from rearmament um, and also from the destruction of the trade unions, which made um, labour markets far more flexible and ensured that pay claims remained uh, at a minimum. 
and uh, it ensured that in, the employer remained, uh, as the term uh, came, master in his own house. And the incentives, the, the threats, I beg your pardon, um, was the uh, atmosphere of terror in Germany, firstly. Uh, businesses and industrialists were not exempt from the threat of uh, arrest by the uh, Gestapo. And the threat that the regime might, in its populist um, uh, inclination, favour um, small businesses, the uh, small business concerns of the Mittelstand, um, over the uh, you know capitalist um, monopoly capitalist conglomerates, because the Mittelstand, the small businessmen, made up the bulk of the the Nazi base of support. Um, in most instances, the Mittelstand didn't gain the uh, the, the upper hand uh, in this kind of economic back and forth, as for example in where taxation was uh, most popularly levied uh, and what interest rates uh, suited uh, either party. But we can see by the end of the Second World War and during the period of the Nuremberg trials that there was, in the boardrooms of Germany, widespread acquiescence with the regime's goals and uh, particularly obviously when they were profitable but also um, there was uh, widespread accommodation of Nazi uh, racial thinking and the evidence for that comes in 1947 with the last of the Nuremberg trials which was the industrialists trial Uh, but we'll talk about more about that another time i think anyway i hope you found this useful please do uh, if you can support us on patreon uh, be very helpful um, and i'll catch you on the next explaining history podcast all the best bye-bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 